I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is going to be a fun segment. Uh, we have a lot of ground to cover, though, uh, and it, 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 it's surrounding all of this is surrounding a civics test. You, if you are a graduate, uh, a high school graduate here from a school in Utah, there's a chance that one of the requirements for graduation was that you take and pass uh, a similar civics test to the one issued to those uh, prospective citizens of the United States. A civics test, uh, it's a hundred questions, and as it is administered to those prospective citizens, they are given the 100 questions to study, and then 10 are administered, and the applicant must answer 6 out of 10 questions correctly to pass the civics portion of the naturalization test. And there are, of course, other portions, but today we're going to focus specifically on the civics test. Uh, and I want to tell you, there's an interesting connection to, to Utah. You heard me mention a moment ago that if you're a Utah high school graduate, that there's a likelihood or at least a chance that you've taken this test as a requirement for graduation. Well, there was an interesting legislative effort during the general session of the Utah uh, legislature this year, and it was to undo that requirement. Yeah, we, we spoke a, a number of times to the sponsor of that legislation. Ultimately, uh, her, that effort was defeated. And the requirement remained on the books for graduating seniors of the, of Utah. Well, interestingly, uh, not too long ago, there was a ruling by the Utah State School Board of Education which granted waivers for that civics test on behalf of uh, some 3,000 students, which is interesting because ultimately those, those students didn't have to end up taking the class uh, or taking the, the test at least. Anyway, that's just a fun tangential fact here. Uh, but what I want to do now is tell you that on the on my Facebook page right now, if you make your way over there uh, right now, you will find a link to a sample of this test. Now, don't don't go right now because I want to walk through some of these questions with you. Uh, but uh, but put in the back of your mind, make your way over to my Facebook page, Lee Lonsberry. You'll see the live mic logo in the corner, and the most recent posting is uh, to a. About, about 22 questions from this big list of 100. And if you take those, if you take that test, 
when you're done, if you scroll down, you'll see your results. You'll be able to find out uh, how you did. Now, I don't want to brag, but I took the test and, well, I got them all right. <laughs> Why don't you make your way over there now, take it, and if, uh, if you're willing, share your results at the Utah Community Credit Union text line. It's 575 Zero, zero. See if you can uh, get those 22 questions right. Right now, I'll give you a little bit of a glimpse uh, of what these questions entail. And you have heard many of these. You've heard many of these questions asked before. Uh, and you may be asking yourself now, Lee, why the attention? Why, why do you care about this uh, now? Well, there's an interesting article uh, written under the headline, Why We Must Advocate for Better, Better Civics Education in Our Schools. And the author, Catherine Gorka, draws a connection between uh, young people's inability to do well on this civics test right now and their propensity to tear down monuments which represent the history of this nation. We will, in the next segment, be speaking to the author uh, of this article. We're going to go back and forth and see uh, what brought her to these conclusions and see if there's anything we can learn. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, you and I together, so we have a better understanding of things, are going to walk through uh, some of the questions asked on this civics test. The first one in the section titled, Principles of American Democracy. The question reads, what is the supreme law of the land? I'll give you a moment. What is the supreme law of the land? Now, I, w I, wish, I wish you and I were sitting with each other so I could see you uh, uh, shout out the answer, because I know so many of you do know it. And the answer, of course, is the Constitution. All right. The Constitution. Uh, here, we'll jump down to the fourth question, and it is, what is an amendment? What is an amendment? What is an amendment? It's, of course, a change or an addition to the Constitution. Now, here's a simple one. Uh, what do we call the first ten amendments to the Constitution? Uh, the Bill of Rights. You know that one. The Bill of Rights. Uh, here's one a little more challenging. How many amendments does the Constitution have? How many amendments does the Constitution have? I'll give you a second. That's more than ten. <laughs> How many amendments does the Constitution have? The answer, uh, remember this one, this is one of the tougher ones, is 27. The answer is uh, 27. All right, let's jump down now uh, to another question. This one having to do with the freedom of religion. The question very basically, what is freedom of religion? What is freedom of religion? The answer, you can practice any religion or not practice a religion. Okay, uh, here's one, uh, this one in the B section under the headline system of government. Name one branch or part of the government. Name one branch or part of the government. Okay, da -na 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 -na. sure, Congress is one, uh, the legislative branch, uh, the president or the executive branch, and the, the courts, the judicial branch. Any one of those six words uh, would have satisfied uh, that question there. Now, here is, here's a good one. This one brings you right back to Schoolhouse Rock. Uh, this is question number 14 of the 100 questions uh, potentially uh, put to those who are attempting to gain citizenship here of the United States. The question is this. What stops one branch of government from becoming too powerful? What stops one branch of government from becoming too powerful? There are two acceptable answers here. The first one, of course, checks and balances. The second, separation of powers. Separation of powers. 
All right. Here, okay. This is a very important one. This is a very important one. There are a number of acceptable answers, but they all root back uh, to the same thing. Uh, this is question number 16. Who makes federal laws? Who makes federal laws? Yeah, this is an important one uh, because sometimes it seems as though it's not this straightforward. I promised myself that as I went through these questions that I wouldn't get onto some like a political tangent offering commentary. But this one, this one, I'm going to make an exception. The question again, who makes federal laws? You may be tempted. You may be tempted to include in your list of answers here uh, the president through executive order. Well, no, 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 no. There is but one branch of government empowered to make federal law. That is Congress, the Senate and the House or uh, the U.S. legislature. Congress makes federal laws. The Senate and the House of Representatives, they make federal laws. All right? That one's an important one to remember. Both because, uh, you know, you want to pass this test, uh, but also because there are those in other branches who may seek to create laws on their own, either by executive order or uh, judicial ruling. All right. Uh, okay. How about this one? Uh, two parts of the U.S. Congress. Pretty simple. Senate and the House. That's easy. How many U.S. senators? How many U.S. Sen- no, no, no. This is d- don't count Washington D.C. They're not a state yet. Okay. <laughs> how many U.S. senators? One hundred, of course. We elect U.S. senators for how many years? Six years. That's right. Uh, let's see. What do we? Oh, th- this one. This one's a tough one too. This one's a tough one. It's a big number. The U.S. House of Representatives has how many voting members? The House of Representatives has how many voting members? 435. Now, it's important It's important uh, that this question include the word voting because the House of Representatives does, and this is a tangent, they're not going to ask you this, they're, the House of Representatives does include uh, non-voting uh, delegates from, say, Washington, D.C., or uh, Puerto Rico, or uh, Northern Marianas Islands, or Guam. All right, they have representation—not voting representation—but they they do have a voice in Congress. But there are only four hundred and thirty-five voting members. Okay, uh, we've only gotten about a quarter way through this test. Uh, the, the test you can find it. Uh, well, you can find a portion of it on Facebook right now. You make your way over to Lee Lonsberry Live Mike. Be sure to like. That page, would you? Would you do me that favor? Like that page, and then take a look at these questions. See how you do, uh, and po- post back your uh, your results if you wouldn't mind. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to be speaking uh, to the author, the author of an article that insists that we must advocate for better civics education in our school. Some of her findings as she's analyzed some studies are pretty discouraging. Quick sneak peek, uh, those under 45 Americans, native-born Americans under 45, are only able to pass this test at a 20% rate. Tough stuff. We'll talk to the author of this column next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.